Welcome back. This is Where You Lead, a Gilmore Girls podcast. My name is Stephanie Calhoun. And I'm Betsy Hall. We're back. (laughs) And we're recording this episode for the second time. Second time. So if we sound rehearsed, we are a little bit. Yeah, we had had one rehearsal. Um, I somehow lost the recording in the process of switching everything to my new laptop. Um, So yeah, that was fun. So here we are. <laughs> so how how have you been, Betsy? <laughs> Pretty good. Um, twenty weeks, twenty eight weeks pregnant today. So seven months officially, Jeez. which is crazy. I know. <laughs> so yeah, pretty good. Me and baby are good. Feeling lots of kicks. Um, that's yeah. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Not a whole lot going on. Just, uh, just chugging along. Did a really good Labor Day of doing nothing. So. Good. The way it should be. <laughs> so all we did is uh, John taught me how to smoke a beef ribs. Ooh, that sounds so good. Yeah, they were delicious. Yum. So. He did that yesterday. And when I say he taught me how to smoke, smoke it, mostly he did the work and he just told me the pertinent parts. I got to spray it with wine though. Ooh. Yeah. Do you do Um, that like you're cooking it or is it like a pre? Yeah. You like, you smoke it for a while. Just like let it do its thing with just like salt and pepper. Okay. Um, and I think I don't know. There was a few other spices. I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, you do it for a while, and then at a certain point, you start going what once every hour. You sorry, um, have to spray it with some sort of liquid, basically. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sure it'll dry out if you're cooking it for that long. Yeah. And he was t- telling me about the different things that you can spray it with. And he's like, and you can do wine. And I'm like, whoa, wine. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to, now we had to do it with wine. Though I did come up with the idea of next time I want to spray it with whiskey. Because I oh, think that would be a really good idea. Yes. Though he thinks that it probably won't get hot enough to boil, like to cu- cook off all of the alcohol. Gotcha. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, some boozy ribs. Right? I Yeah, I feel like that would be so good. Yeah, they can go with my boozy mushrooms. Yeah. So, John Breck brought back mushrooms from North Carolina a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I, um, he found red chanterelles. They're like one of my favorite mushrooms. And uh, I pickled them in gin. Yum. Yeah. So, um, I haven't had a whole lot of it yet, but I need to get the stuff to make dirty martinis because it's obvious the 
gin tastes really mushroomy, so right. it's more of like a savory flavor, and I think it would go really well in a dirty martini. Yeah. So. Oh my god, that sounds really good. Yeah. I'm not a mushroom person, but <laughs> I put some gin in it, and yeah. I just gin, pickle, like, these are some of my favorite things here. Right? So next year, when you're not pregnant, yes. maybe you can have some. Yes. I'm definitely going to try this again. <laughs> Look at you. You're turning into quite the little chef, too. You talk about, like, oh, I can't cook, all this stuff. Yeah. Turns out I really like it. Yeah, it's See, fun. I like some things. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, just a, what? Some things are just a pain with cooking. I hate doing dishes afterwards. I <laughs> really hate Could you imagine if you had a dishwasher? I'd be cooking all the time. Constantly. Especially if there was someone to also load up the dishwasher for me. And unload it. Yeah. That's I'd probably have a hard time put, like with the unloading part of a dishwasher. I have a hard time, like, doing laundry. I get through the washer and dryer part. Yes. But and the then folding and putting away. <laughs> Girl, I literally have a laundry basket sitting right here. Clean, dried, all that. Super easy. The folding and the putting away. I just... <laughs> even the folding isn't so bad. I don't mind folding it right out of the dryer because it's all, like, warm and cozy. But then... It's just the putting it away, like, it's such a pain. And with my dishes, like, they always stack up in, like, the drying rack thing. Because just putting them away, it's, like, that one extra step that I just don't want to do. Like, I already made it this far. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm the same way. John actually uh, always jokes because I will let the dish rack just pile up with dishes. And he calls it my Jenga mountain. Uh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. You, like, have to finagle everything. Yeah, you, like, basically Tetris your dishes into the dish rack so that you don't have to put them away. Right. And you keep doing it over and over again, and every time you're like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> and then you don't. And then, and then eventually John puts them away. <laughs> yeah, or you use it. You have yeah. to use it again. Like, that's how I put my dishes away. I just cook with them again and then yeah. <laughs> right back in the drying rag wow we are so alike <laughs> yeah we really are sisters <laughs> we just had to grow up a little bit to really right. see it so yeah it just took we were both adults to realize i got the coffee let's talk as fast as we can in girly talk. All right. Okay, so I guess we could talk about Gilmore Girls now. That was like quite the tangent, but yeah, that's okay. Oh. That's what half of our podcast is. I feel like yeah, just tangent after tangent after tangent. <laughs> like the fun of podcasts because you never know what you're gonna get. You think we're gonna just be talking about Cinnamon's Wake here, but then you also you know hear about doing laundry and stuff yeah <laughs> so <laughs> let's, i guess we could talk about cinnamon's wake a little bit <laughs> yeah 
So let's talk about the <laughs> over the summary of uh, what is it? Season one, episode five of uh, Cinnamon's Wake. Uh, they start with Friday night dinner and arguing over whether Lorelai should have to go to Claudia's funeral. Which, by the way, I feel like the starting on on Friday night dinner with Lorelai and Emily arguing is like a running theme throughout the season. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. So. Yep. So that's gonna be a lot of her. <laughs> so it starts with. <laughs> A typical Gilmore episode. Yeah. So, and Claudia is her father's sister's girl. neighbor's girl or something. I don't know. (laughs) Not actually related related, but like related sort of. Um, Sort of family. Like you've maybe met them once at like a big family gathering, but you're not really family. Yep. So Lorelai doesn't think that she should have to go, which I agree. Also, funerals suck, so I yeah, and going to one that like for a person that you don't really know is just like it's awkward because you don't have this real connection with them. So she's probably not going to really care. Like that sounds terrible because it's someone's life, but like she didn't know this person. Yeah, it's and awkward. you, you definitely just, and like. You can't care as much as everyone else there. Right. And then you're so, feel, you feel guilty because you're not crying or something because you're like, I didn't know them. Yeah. And it's awkward. Being around sad people makes me sad. But then I feel like I'm not being genuine because it's like, I really don't know you. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I feel awkward even going to someone I was close with mm-hmm. funeral. Yeah. They're um, just comfortable situation yeah well I'm glad it's not just me but like I don't know I just every every funeral like I don't I don't grieve the same way other people do so and my grieving is not crying in front of a a crowd of people right (laughs) so but everybody expects me to grieve that way yeah and then I feel like everyone's judging me for not grieving that way. And then I laugh at uh, our mom losing track of her her cards during the eulogy. And <laughs> I know. And then they like tell funny stories and you're like, do I laugh? Like, it's just. Well, at Uncle Mike's, she, yeah. she like just got her card shuffled. And so she, like, kind of, I don't think anybody else noticed her panic, but I noticed her panic right. because I know she, her well. Yeah. And so, and and I was thinking to myself, oh, that's totally what I would do. And I wasn't laughing at, like, the funeral or anything. I was laughing yeah. at the fact that, like, she did this thing, and I know exactly how she feels. Yeah. And John's sitting over there, and he's, like, hitting me with his elbow. Like, shut up! <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It, yeah, and, like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John, not, John can't take me anywhere. <laughs> it's just not a situation you want to be in, and if you, on top of it, don't know them, it just is... Yeah. 
not a place you want to be. So I get Lorelai not wanting to go and being like, no, like, who? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was another tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Lorelai and Rory have a weird talk in the morning about whether Lorelai is prepared for the bake sale. And she says that she is prepared. Um, As Dylan putting her feet up, <laughs> watching TV in the kitchen. Yeah, which I never see her do ever other than that one episode. I thought that was so weird. I'm like, where did they even get that tiny TV? Yeah, like, <laughs> where? what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only time that we see her watch the TV in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing any other any other time i don't think so either that was a good catch second time around we didn't catch that the first time yeah (laughs) um uh, so then after that dean follows rory onto the bus because he is a creep um oh by the way i found a tiktok uh, account with this girl i can't remember who it is but she basically she'll go over she'll talk about like certain scenes mm-hmm. and she's been going off on multiple rants about how much she hates dean there <laughs> and she's like this is why i think he's a creep and she'll like show a scene of it and it's like oh yeah yeah i remember yeah. that too <laughs> yeah yeah really like these early episodes especially really hit that like cringe factor. Yeah. Like where you're like, ugh. But I feel like the first couple times you watch it, you don't necessarily catch it or you do, but like you don't think that much into it and you're just like, oh Dean, what a sweet boy. Yeah. But I the more that I like watch it and the more I think about it, I'm just like, Dean isn't the one. He's such a creep, man. Yes. I will start uh, I'll start up behind her. Nice. Like. Yeah. Um, I'll start sharing those TikToks when I see them onto our uh, story so everybody can see. So I love because it. it it was great. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with this girl. Yeah. Whoever she my, is. my entire like all of my social medias, it's pretty much all Gilmore girls all the time. That's so. awesome. That's how mine is too, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's kind of social media, the side of social media I'm trying to see because yeah. everything is so political. It's so like draining. We yeah. don't need to go tangent because I could, I could oh, go yeah. I could do it about how like, yeah, it's just draining these days. But like, yes, filling my social media with Gilmore Girls. It's great. It's the kind of content I'm trying to see. Uh, yeah, so he follows her on the bus and comes up behind her and she screams, which I thought was hilarious because that's totally a me thing. <laughs> so um, then they go back or they're at the inn. Uh, some Frenchmen come in and Lorelai has to argue with Michelle to get them to help them out. That was fun. <laughs> Michelle is the worst employee. He's like the for worst. <laughs> How he manages to stay there as many years as he does, like. Yeah, I never 
I never understood how that happened. Right, like, was he always that bad of an employee, or did he become a bad employee because he got used to everybody there? Yeah, and he had worked there for so long that he's just like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'd really like to know more. They should do a spinoff of like, just, like, Michelle yeah. before Gilmore Girls. Yes, because that's the storyline I would like to follow is Michelle. I want to yeah. see... Like, when did he come here from France? Like, I want to know what he was like in France, if he was still as, like, snarky, or if America hardened him. <laughs> yeah. More Michelle in my life. Definitely need more Michelle. All right, so next. Turns out uh, Lorelai does have the bake sale covered because her best friend, Suki, yeah. was able to <laughs> super overachieve it. <laughs> Yeah, and three tables of baked goods. Yeah. Oh my god. It kind of reminded me of your graduation party. Yes, where it was just all different cakes and desserts. Ugh. There was like cupcakes and plate yeah. cakes and weird bars and stuff. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, mom really outdid herself for my graduation party. Yeah, that was lovely. It was delicious also. It was. Oh, I was so full that whole weekend. I hit up like 12 different grad parties. Nice. It was a good time in my life. Um, all right. So then Lorelai agrees to maybe perhaps run into Max Medina when maybe he just happens to show up at a coffee shop at the exact same time as her. In other words, they went on a date. Yes. Um... That was weird. That was weird. He was yeah, so, like, persistent, and it, like, made me mad, actually, that he, the sentence before was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't let Rory retake that test because she was two minutes late, but I was just doing my job. I have to be professional. And then his next sentence is like, so you want to go on a date with me? Like, that's just so unprofessional so and it unprofessional. made sad. I took his job like so seriously when it came to Rory but then he's like well here's this pretty mom like <laughs> it's about professionalism yep oh Lorelai <laughs> yeah but just goes to show both of the men in this episode are kind of creepy yes and the girls go for it they eat that up yes they do so, um, Lane and Rory, then it goes to Lane and Rory talking, or walking down the street, and they're talking about where they would want to live. Um, Lane says, Pitt Pittsburgh? No. Philadelphia, I'm pretty Philadelphia. sure. Philadelphia. Philadelphia? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of, oh, what's his name? Well, at Sham Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Sorry, I'm butchering that. M. Night Shyamalan, I think. Shyamalan, yes. Yeah. Because um, she just Ooh. wants to hang out with him, I guess. That's what she would do there. That would be her perfect day. Yeah. Um, and then they run into Babette and Maury uh, taking Cinnamon home after they got sick on clams at Al's Pancake World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because that's a smart place to get pancakes or yeah. clams. Yes. That's if I 
if we're in the mood for some clams, where else would I go than a pancake house? Yeah. Um, but they had a coupon. Yeah, there was a coupon. It's fine. So how can you say no to clams at a discount from a pancake store? <laughs> like, Aren't they're in Connecticut, right? Isn't yeah. Connecticut like pretty close to the coast? It is. So you would think they would be pretty good clams, I feel like. Yeah. Obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Al. Yeah. Al's special. Uh, and another reoccurring thing we hear about all the crazy food that they get from Al's Pancake World. Never yeah. once pancakes. Yeah, no, I, I wonder how the pancakes are. I don't know. I'm sure not as good as Luke's. Probably not. I don't think anything's as good as Luke's. No. <laughs> uh, then Rory gets Lane to go home so that she can go into the store and see, De- see Dean. Yes, and she's so awkward about it. Oh my god, she's so... She's being the creeper in this time. Yeah. Um, and she like, runs... Huh? Lane's like, I'll come with you, and Rory comes up with every excuse as to why Lane can't go into the grocery store with yeah. her if anything i feel like i would want my best friend there if i'm like creeping on a boy i would like Absolutely. want <laughs> you need to have but backup rory, right hey. but rory's so weird about it uh and then they she runs into miss patty who yeah. talks about how the plum is better than sex and makes it makes all of the fruit very sexual yeah. Like, I remember That's Miss so Patty always being very inappropriate, but this is the, like, the most inappropriate I've heard her. Yeah. Yeah, and she's really go. it's about fruit, like, I feel weird. I want to buy plums, but also now I just can't look at them the same way. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Patty. <laughs> Thanks a now lot. Now I can't eat any produce because of you. I can't eat a salad. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Then uh, we see Kirk for the first time. Hey, Kirk as is Kirk. Kirk. Yes, that's finally. Fine. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and uh, he chastises Miss Patty for eating the fruit mm-hmm. that's better than sex. Yeah. <laughs> and he says something really weird. Right? He says, is that when he says, like, you can't put anything in that mouth you haven't paid for or something? Yes. Oh, he makes things so Ugh. much more awkward. I lost your video. So much. Yeah. Uh, they have a very, like, sexualized encounter there. It makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, you can't yeah. put anything in that mouth. That... Right. I'm like, eh, Kirk, no, please. This is like one cringe after another watching it. Like, oof. Yeah. Um, and then Dean has another awkward encounter with Rory while she checks out <laughs> with her yes. lettuce and mousetrap. Mouse uh, and then she can't afford the, the mousetrap and just buys the lettuce. So also, though, like the prices in Stars Hollow are so good. Like she gets a whole head of lettuce and 
but mousetrap and it's like what is it like two dollars and 40 something cents or something like that like yeah oh wouldn't that be I glorious think, right i think now a head of lettuce is like three bucks like mm-hmm. let's see if that sale wow cheating us i know we just gotta go to stars hollow i guess yeah i guess so town prices yep and then we'll just buy the the head of lettuce and we'll use half to make a salad and the other half to to bludgeon the mouse with yes so makes sense to me when Uh, you only have Uh, then Max and Lorelai run run into each other at the coffee shop, Mm -hmm. and after talking for a while, they decide to go on a date. A real date. Yeah, a real date. Even though this was a real date. Right. Until that, because they leave a chair in the middle of them, and then that random old man just comes up and sits in the middle of them. I loved that touch. And then, like, they're yelling past him and he right. still just sits there he just doesn't get the hint yeah and finally is like had enough i can't remember what it is that like really sets him over but then he finally goes and sits at another table <laughs> yeah so that happened and then yeah. suki and lorelei at uh go to luke's for lunch and they're talking about how lorelei is going to handle this with rory and suki helps herself to behind the counter Cause that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chef. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. She just adds random shit to somebody's yeah. plate. Right. <laughs> Grab some garnish. Puts it on there. Grab some garnish from uncomfortable places. Places that garnish should not be kept under the counter. Just random. Yeah. Like, the counter I could kind of see because they he might have had one of those things, like, bars have. Yeah. But, like, what did she... She pulled something out of, like, a cupboard or something, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, from, like, under the... Underneath the counter where they eat, and then... It's, like, you can tell it's storage because you can see part of it closer to the camera. So it's, like, storage for, like, plates and stuff. And she's just, like, pulling parsley out of it, like, putting out other people's plates <laughs> and... Little sprinkles of seasonings out of nowhere. Yep. Just a That's little movie fun. magic. <laughs> uh, then Rory comes in and tells them that uh, there's a problem with cinnamon. Yep. Uh, they find out that cinnamon is, has died. <laughs> and Rory and Lorelai head back to Babette's house where Babette tells a very dramatic story about how she found Cinnamon dead. Uh, which I don't want to relive ever again, and I've already no. li- relived it too, too many times because so many times. I was trying to write this down for the zingers. Yeah. I had to keep restart, like replaying it, and it just kept making me more and more sad. Yes, and we recorded this once before, so we've already been over it in detail with that, <laughs> and now here we are again talking about it. Yep. So you guys are welcome. I'm not going to go into detail. Yes. <laughs> well, the you zinger will have the quote, but yeah, but. <laughs> You'll get all the detail you would ever need from the episode itself. 
Yeah. It's just like, ugh, ugh. This is a really cringy episode all around. Yeah, so much cringe. Um, then Lorelai puts together a funeral for Cinnamon last minute, and she has both Luke and Suki make food, and they conflict through the entire thing about that. Every step of the way. Constantly. I guess she couldn't have just picked one of them, because then the other one would have been upset that she didn't pick them, but then picking both of them. Well, and I was also thinking since it's last minute, maybe she didn't want to put it all on one person to feed everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. This was a no-win situation for Lorelai, but she knew she had to feed those people. Yeah. Way to step up, girl. Yep. Um... Then uh, Rory runs into Dean again at the funeral because apparently he's just become part of the community in five episodes. Yeah. Uh. Yep. <laughs> the boy Chicago shows up and then he's one of the townspeople. Five Within days, I swear. Like he just gets that job at Dosey's and then he's like, well, I'm a part of Stars Hollow. Here's yep. some sodas, guys. I, I'm a local. Right? And nobody, like, even, like, questions it. It drives me crazy. I know. Nobody gets it. Also, I'm sad that Dean doesn't have any sort of Midwestern accent, like, other than, like, the pop soda thing, but... Yeah. He doesn't... He should have been representing us. He should have. I'm upset. Yeah. He should have at least represented Chicago. Right. Like, I don't have, I, I didn't expect him to have, like, a full Wisconsin accent, but. But, like, at least a little Chicago. Yeah. I feel like they don't touch on that enough. Nope. They just kind of are like, oh, yeah, he's a part of Stars Hollow. He's been here forever. Yeah. Well, I don't think Jess has, Jess has m- more of, like, a New York accent, and I think I don't think he's from New York. I don't think Milo is, yeah. But he does. He's got that, like, New York flair about him, too. Like, yeah. Can, his character, you know, is from New York. But, yeah. like, Dean, you never... I think you hear about Chicago, like, once or twice about him. Yeah. And then, like, a Connecticut boy the rest of the time. It's weird, man. It is weird. No. And then uh, she walks outside and sees Max coming up to pick Lorelai. Yes. Coming up, coming to pick up Lorelai for the date that she forgot about and didn't tell Rory about. So. Yeah. This is why we shouldn't procrastinate on, on things like these. <laughs> also, I can, I can see where Lorelai came from. I am the same way. If I have to tell someone something I know they don't want to hear, I'm like, I put it off to the last minute. I try not to think about it. And I'll do the same thing too. So <laughs> I keep disappointing people. Me but too. Like, like to the point where it's like a fault for me. And then I end up disappointing them because I procrastinated and I didn't want to disappoint them. It's just. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> so. And then. Max, when 
Lorelai finally tells him, like, I'm sorry, I forgot I had a cat's funeral that I was planning. And he's like, okay, I like you and I don't want to force anything on you. Like, no, I do not agree with that. He came <laughs> up with a whole fake story at that coffee shop to get this date with her. Yeah. To get her into it. And now he's just like, it's fine. If you if you don't want to really go out on a date with me, it's fine. After he went through all these hoops and was like, yeah. Oh, like that's bullshit he's trying to it was almost manipulative yeah which i don't know if they necessarily meant for him to seem manipulative i don't think so either but it felt very manipulative yes i agree with that no yeah he's just like going so above and beyond to try and get her to get this date and then when she comes up with what seems to be a fake excuse definitely from like max's point of view she did not have a cat funeral like she was just trying to make something up but when you're in stars hollow you have crazy events like that that pop up out of nowhere doesn't get that he's from he's from heartbreak yeah he's from the big city so only only small town people understand last minute cat funeral yes and that so. being a, a valid reason why you'd forget about a date and yeah yeah let's see so she convinces max to give her another chance even though he doesn't seem to believe her and then uh kirk apologizes to miss patty and they make up and there's more sexual tension which is awkward so, so. weird I think this is when he said, like, you can stick anything in that mouth that you want or something like that. And I'm like, "Mm, oh, no, Kirk, please don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Kirk in this episode. (laughs) Me either. I feel like it was just, they took it a little too far. They did. They really tried to put that line, and this is one of those times where they just yeah too cringy for me but that's also what like entertains me too like it's funny but also it's like uh, yeah i think it would be more funny if it was someone else but with kirk i just i can't yeah i agree with you there hello to auntie betsy hi nibbler he doesn't care I don't know what you're talking about. Look. Nope. Nope. (laughs) He's he's like content with the world right now. Yeah. Oh, thanks. (laughs) All right. So then Babette and Lorelai talk about cinnamon, and Babette tells her. She is worried that Cinnamon dying will tear apart her and Maury um, because of, I don't know, she saw some some TV show. She saw Oprah and they were talking about like couples who lose a child and how they're more likely to split up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, like you can see she's like genuinely like concerned about this. Yeah. And you- that Lorelai's trying not to like crack up and just be like really <laughs> um 
Yeah, but Lorelai actually does really well in, in calming yeah. down. Um, and they end up kind of talking about how Laura wants, Lorelai wants to find her own Maury. Yep. Um, and kind of hints that maybe Max is it. Yeah. He's not. The answer is he's not. Yeah, he's not. Whether she thinks so or not, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> We've decided that. It's a choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're rewriting the entire show. Um, <laughs> Then you get to, I liked how you get to see the whole, like, community at Babette's house um, while Maury plays Cinnamon's song mm -hmm. on the piano. Uh, yeah, They're all just kind of, I don't know, it just feels like a big family. It does, yeah, and you can see that there's so many different people, like, one of the shots pans to this, like, really, like, buff-looking, like, construction worker or something, and then there's <laughs> Addie and Babette and you can just see that like their whole community was ready to come together to like console Babette and Maury. Yeah. I don't think anyone The Yeehaw man was there too. Who was? The Yeehaw man. Oh yes. Michelle <laughs> <laughs> calls him the Yeehaw man. <laughs> <laughs> then Rory and Dean have another awkward conversation where he's like um, he's like I thought you liked me um, but, or he's like, I like you, and I thought you liked me back, but obviously I'm wrong, so I'll leave you alone, which is also kind of manipulative. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, wait, and she's like, I like you too, and then runs away. Yes. <laughs> Another awkward <laughs> Rory situation. Yeah. So funny, but so relatable. Yeah. I get it. And I feel like Dean being like, oh, if you don't like me, whatever, it's fine. I get it. I feel like Rory, even though she, like, she wasn't necessarily, like, giving it back to him, but she also wasn't, like, Dean, like, stop. Oops, sorry, I just dropped my phone. But she also wasn't, like, Dean, stop. So I feel like, yeah, he was just trying to be manipulative and get her to, like, say that she liked him or admit something. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I so. didn't either. But Dean's not the one. Nope. Also I decided, we've decided we're rewriting the whole show. He's gone now. Yep, he's canceled. <laughs> Cancel Dean. I think... There are some good parts to Dean, though. Like, later on, once they're together, I feel like he's very sweet. But it's just that before, and I guess sometimes while they're together, I don't like him. Yeah. I go back I, and forth. There's, like, some sweet things. Right. There's some things that he does where you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, he's such a good boyfriend. But then, like, the next episode, he does something, and you're like, never mind. I hate you. <laughs> yep. Exactly how I feel. So. Mixed emotions. But Dean's still canceled. Overall, Dean's canceled. Dean's canceled. Um, then Rory and Lorelai have a talk about Lorelai dating Max, and they kind of seem to make up. Um, then they go home, and the phone is ringing, and Lorelai answers it, and it's her mom. Uh, I wrote my in my notes, her boundaries with her mom are on point with refusing to have a conversation until she says hello. I love that. Where she's just like, she's like, 
I'm waiting. <laughs> right. This like conversation does not continue until you say it too. <laughs> yeah. Until you like acknowledge me. We're not just like strictly business here. You can acknowledge that I'm a human being and say hi and like, how are you at least? And then you can get into ripping me apart about my life. <laughs> so, And then it ends with Rory messing around with Lorelai, who is just desperate to find out if Rory is okay with her dating Max which I think is adorable. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. Like, can you uh, keep them up this late this night so I can get out of a test? No, yeah. an oral presentation. So, so yeah, that is... That's the episode. That's the episode. So, Girl Talk, we did a lot of that during the episode summary. We're good at Girl Talk, man. Yeah. Um... Was there anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. When you've seen every episode a thousand times, you start to notice some very interesting things in the background. Did you catch that? Okay. I got I got a full sheet today, guys. <laughs> this was a pretty good episode for background stuff um so my first thing is at 12 minutes 35 seconds when lane and rory are like walking and rory's being all awkward with lane about not going into doses but you can tell lane just doesn't want to go home because she knows it's going to be something with the Bible or her mom's going to make her eat some kind of weird food. So she's like, Oh, if you're staying out longer, like I'll stay out with you. Um, but in the background, while this is going on, there's this older lady walking around with a stroller. You can tell that there's like, a baby in it, but if you look closely, it's a fake baby. It's <laughs> not a baby at all in the, in there. And this woman like does a really good job of acting because she's in the background, like, you can see she walks for a little bit and then she stops and is like fussing around with the baby and the stroller and stuff and make like making it look like she's like consoling this baby while the whole time it's very obviously a fake baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get. I'm sure they didn't want to have like a real baby on set. Like, yeah, it's a pain. It's just for the background, but it just was so funny. It's like a very obviously fake baby yeah you'd think you'd want to cover it up more like something yeah like put a blanket around it but nope you could just tell it's like a doll sitting in yes. the <laughs> um and then the next thing i have is when suki and lorelei are at luke's eating their burgers and suki goes behind the counter and she just pulls out the garnish and onions and stuff from like underneath the counter where it's it's obviously storage like obviously not some place where you're going to keep like your garnishes and stuff yeah and I know that they had to do it because it's so cumbersome to have her walk all the way back to the kitchen and stuff but like to me I just thought that was funny I was like where is she pulling this from like what is happening yeah um and then oh I guess I'm kind of jumping around here but when um, Kirk and Patty are talking in the uh, grocery store 
we're made to like believe that Kurt and Miss Patty or Kirk and Miss Patty are like just meeting for the first time. And he's like, I don't know who this lady is and she doesn't know who he is. But then later on, we realized that Kirk was actually a student of Miss Patty's and like they've known each other his whole life. I mean, how could they not have known each other really? Because they live in such a small town. They're both pretty big members of the community. Kirk has a job at every local establishment. (laughs) Miss Patty is known for her dance academy and like, so there's no way that they wouldn't have known each other. I suppose they probably didn't know that he was going to be such a reoccurring character and become such a like staple show. They they must not have Yeah. Must not have known. Um and then at 34 minutes, four seconds, when Maury is playing Cinnamon's song at the wake. You can see there's a picture of Cinnamon on the piano, and it is so cute. Cinnamon is so fat, and it's just like um, orangey cat sitting like, like a person. Like, it's got its belly up, and you can just see how fat this cat is, and it's so cute. Um, and then... In the episode, Kill Me Now, Babette talks about Cinnamon and says that Cinnamon is a boy. But then in this episode, Cinnamon, we find out, is a girl. So there's a little continuity error there. Um, And then when they are talking about Cinnamon dying, the vet says that, um, you know, like Cinnamon lived a very full life. She would have been like 260 years old in human years or cat years or however that works um so that would mean that cinnamon is like a cat would be like 50 years old and that just doesn't happen I mean maybe cinnamon really is was like really special yeah this really special cat it must have been all those different pills that Miss Patty was giving her because yeah she had something for everything. That cat <laughs> cupboard that they had where it was just all cinnamon's pills. I was like, oh my God. I don't think I would want to do that, like take that much stuff for myself, but then to try and give all that to a cat. Yeah. We have a hard know? enough time giving one pill to our cat, so. Yeah. I couldn't imagine every day. But Babat just loved cinnamon so much. So the crazy things you do for love and for your kids. Yep. And that was what I had for Did You Catch That? That's everything. All right. Let's see what's under Lane's floorboards today. Uh, First, we have Time Bomb by Rancid. It's played when Lane is dancing in Rory's room at the beginning of the episode. Um, it's and also the shot of Lane in the opening credits. Yes, where she's like dancing around crazy. Yeah. This, um, this song I especially liked in this episode because we get to hear it again later on when Hep Alien is formed. Their band plays it and... When I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's immediately what I thought of is when Hep Alien is playing it. And I think Gil is singing on it. Which one's Gil? 
he's the old guy. Oh, okay. The, like, old bandmate. That, that would make sense. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's cool. We get to re-see this song many seasons later. So yeah. we're going to talk about this song again in a couple of years when we get to that. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> yes. Um, so then there was uh, Truly Truly by Grantley Phillips is played when Dean apologized to, apologizes to Rory for bugging her and Rory tells him that she's interested and then runs off. Um, and then Cinnamon's song is I Thought About You by Johnny Mercer and James Van Housen, um, which Maury plays on the piano. Hmm. And that's it for Under the Floorboards. <laughs> We've all wanted to raid the Gilmore Girls' closet for the perfect outfit at some point. Come hang out in Lorelai's closet as we break down the best and worst outfits of the episode. Okay. So, in this first scene where she's kicking back, got her feet up, and Rory's freaking out about the bake sale... Um, Lorelai's wearing this like leather jacket over a white top that has this like cool design on it. I can't remember what it was now because they show it later on without the jacket on and it's like I want to say it's like lions or something on this top <laughs> and then she's hair like held back with the clip and I just like see that and I'm like classic Lorelai like you put a coffee cup in her hand and you just instantly know like that's Lorelai Gilmore. Yep. I that, this, that was like a good like signature look for her. And then when Dean is stalking Rory on the bus, he's wearing um this hoodie underneath a leather jacket, which like is just such a good combination for a guy. Instantly, <laughs> like you can't you can't say no to a guy like that. It's just so cute. Yeah. Such a good combination. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I can see where Rory would get sucked into his little manipulations because he does look cute in that leather jacket. I'll, yeah. give, it, I'll give Dean that. Uh, and when uh, Rory and Lane are walking towards Dosies, and when Rory's in Dosies, her uniform looks just like so like disheveled and sloppy. Like her shirt's untucked, her ties like loose and stuff. <laughs> It just looked like she had had a rough day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was kind of like those before and after school pictures. Yeah, where it's like first day of school and like at the beginning of the day, the kids look all cute. They got their hair done. And then by the end, it's just like just a mess. Yeah. Which I relate to. By the end of the day, I'm like, who am I? I'm not the same person I was <laughs> this morning. My makeup like smears and yeah, that's why I don't wear makeup to work. Right, that's so smart. But like, I gotta talk to people all day. Yeah, make my money being a server, and like, there's like food everywhere. So I come home and I just have like barbecue stains on me from the wings or like ketchup on me. My hair's a mess, and I'm like, I've been through a lot today. <laughs> so I felt that. 
from Rory, but it was just funny. It was good, like, costume design that they stopped and were like, wait, you just went to school all day. Like, you're not going to be looking perfect. It was probably a rough day at Chilton. <laughs> yep. I'm sure yeah. it was. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, and then when uh, Lorelai meets meets up with um, Max at the coffee shop, she is wearing like a purple top and she has on a little purple bracelet and purple earrings. And I've seen, I feel like the costume designer has put Lorelai in purple a lot, which I love because I think she looks so good in it. And I love purple, so yeah. every time I use that. And I feel like not a lot of clothes are. Not enough. There's not but enough I, purple. No, I feel like people who whose favorite color are purple, I've seen a meme like this too, where people whose favorite color are purple, they dress like Lorelai, where yeah. everything is purple. Like, yeah, if you can find something purple, you buy it. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, consumes their life, becomes their identity. Yeah. No, I believe that. I'm a purple girl, and I got a lot of purple things. Yeah. We've seen purple so many times in the last 30 seconds, I don't know if it's a word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Make that a drinking game. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. <laughs> Watch how many times, count how many times we just said purple in the last conversation. <laughs> Drink that shot. many shots and then die. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, oh, and Luke's and when Suki are, when Suki and Lorelai are having lunch, she's wearing this like really light blue eyeshadow and it's just, it's like bluey silver, and there's no like blend to it. There's no smoky eye whatsoever. It's just like creamy, silvery blue eyeshadow. And I like saw that and instantly was like, yep, it's the early 2000s. Yeah, that's I was gonna say, it's the early 2000s. <laughs> everyone did their makeup like that. Just like icy blue eyeshadow, silvery, so light. You didn't, no you, didn't even, at all. you didn't use any brushes or anything. You just had like just, this cream eyeshadow and you use yeah, your finger. You <laughs> it on and you're like, oh yeah. Your right. eyes took all of about three seconds. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, I look amazing. But Ready for people the day. like me who even went even crazier and added blue mascara and blue eyeliner. Yes. I remember it was all about the matchy-matchy in those days. Yeah. But now, like, I honestly miss those because it was easy to get ready in the morning. <laughs> you know, you just, one little swipe of eyeshadow, your eyeliner, you're good to go. But now it's like you got to blend in five different colors and, like, know how to do a cut crease and winged at mascara and... I mean, yeah. winged eyeliner. God, I sound like such a noob. Winged <laughs> hair, winged eyeliner. It's because I don't know how to do it, so I don't even know what products to use. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know what to use, but I am not. I try. I wear eyeshadow, but, like, I do not do a winged eyeliner. I can't. I've tried. When I twirled baton... And we would go to competitions. I would try every single time to like do a nice winged eyeliner. 
Yeah. I feel like you've got like eyes where you can get away without doing it. So you have kind of big uh, eyes, which is nice. I do. I, I, I have perfected the winged eyeliner. I actually do the bat wing because I have hooded eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically like you go out and then you just go in a little bit and like, yeah, I'll have to show you a picture, but yeah. um Let's see if you can talk as fast as Lorelai with That's a Zinger. So, That's a Zinger, Season 1, Episode 4. Uh, huh, I wrote, Let's Go Zinger Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm hilarious. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so every, t- every episode I will post a Google form and uh, you just go through and answer all of the questions. I'm just trying to figure out where all my questions are. And um, you can, you have to put your email address and your username, use the same username every time so that we know it's you because we are going to keep a running count. And we won't send you any emails unless you subscribe to our email list, which we probably won't send you many emails anyways. So. (laughs) We're not trying to spam you. Yeah. Um, I'm too lazy for that. Yeah. So. So (laughs) season one, episode four, I'm going to go through all of the answers. Um, I'm going to a serious school now. I need serious paper, was Rory. Oh, and here are your somber highlighters, your Malden pencils, your manic depressive pens, which was Lorelei. Look at those red circles sprinkled throughout your paper as a reminder that to error is human. And here at Chilton, we try to beat that humanity right out of you. (laughs) One of my favorite lines. Thank you, Max. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Max Medina. Like, I'm not... I'm not a huge fan of Max Medina, but he he yeah. says some good ones. He's got some he, good figures. And I would be terrified if I was a high school student, especially Rory. Like, she's still really new at that school. I would have left. I would not have came back. Me either. I would have Stars Hollow High the next day. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have went there to begin with, so... They would have, in order to get me to go to Chilton, they would have had to drag me there by my ears kicking and screaming. Madeline or Louise at Chilton, like, I don't want to be here. Mom and dad are making me come to this school, like. Yep. Here I am. Not my place. Right. Um, a D, however, that would be cause con- for concern. That was Paris. Um, I wonder if Versace makes a pacifier is Drella. Um, Versace does make a pacifier. I, I feel like look. Baby would look good with a Versace pacifier in her mouth. Yeah. I don't have that kind of money, though. All right. Whoever wants to buy Baby Hall Harper. Yes. Baby Harper, yep. Yep. Whoever wants to... Uh, <laughs> 
buy a Versace pacifier for Harp baby Harper. Just uh, send us a message. We'll give you our address. <laughs> yes, and I will accept it. It doesn't even have to be Versace. If it, you want to make it Gucci, I'll accept that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Behold in theaters now, the thing that reads a lot was Lorelai. <laughs> Um, yeah, how's his butt? That was Rory. Um, where's to hell with it all is Lorelai. Wow, smart girls are mean. Also Lorelai. It's every zinger. If, if you just put Lorelai through all of the answers, you'll probably get a lot of them correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's also kind of cheating. So just play the game. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think Shakespeare knew himself this well, was Rory. I'm the Arctic snow of harpist, is Drella. Um, fresh in my first lifetime as Joan of Arc, is Lorelei. Um, the scrunchy motion finally passed, and I would like to think I was the tiebreaker, is Lorelei. Um, uh, I don't think he meant fine as a slam or a monologue um so i heard the huckle oh i guess i should say that was laura <laughs> sorry <laughs> um so i heard the huckleberry crop is going to totally suck this year is jackson he what is, is not huh? he's good um jackson is not good at consoling people especially suki yeah he's the worst <laughs> the worst but somehow it works and it like yeah Suki still. Um, what in the world is Lorelai? <laughs> better in context. Um, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and the camel. Also Lorelai. <laughs> I used that recently, actually, because I thought it was funny. That is really funny. <laughs> um, you explain yours, I'll explain mine. Also Lorelai. You know, not drinking it is always an option is Max Medina. Uh, so you are a B-52s girl. <laughs> also Max. Don't ever make coffee again, is Lorelai. The next one is two answers. Uh, person one, violent pencil tossing usually signifies a need for pie. Person two, what if I had thrown a pen? Person one, I would have brought you a trout which I think is hilarious. That was, that uh, person one was Luke, person two was Rory. Their interactions are so funny. Yeah. I love Luke in general. Me too. Yeah. Uh, the bard with the beard. Love it, is Lorelai. <clears throat> I just got hit by a deer, <laughs> Rory. Um, another two answer one, person one. Was it a four-way stop? Person two, what does that matter? Person one, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to someone being hit by a deer. Um, person one was lame. Person two was Rory. Um, what's up, Quippy? Why so silent? Is Rory, and I keep meaning to look up what Quippy means. Like, I feel like she's making, making a reference. I think so too. I'm looking now. Oh. Uh, 
a clever or witty remark or comment? I guess, I guess she's calling Paris quippy because she makes a lot of, uh, it's also a sharp sarcastic remark. Okay. Maybe because she makes a lot of sarcastic remarks. I don't know. Anyways, that was Rory. Um, did you exchange the secret handshake? (laughs) That was Lorelai. Uh, are you holding the door open for a reason? Also Lorelai. Sorry, I'm laughing at it before I even read it. Um, <laughs> wouldn't want you to get in trouble with El Duce here. Also Lorelai. Uh, you couldn't have just run into a wall like other kids? <laughs> Lorelai. It's dangerous in the car with all the kamikaze deer running around. Lorelai. <laughs> And I just hope he has insurance. Also, Lorelai. Talking about the deer. Huh? Talking about the deer. Yep. All right. So, for the totals for the last two episodes, we have Tanya at six points, Puvana at eight points, Helkin at 13 points. New one, Kirk, had one point. And new person, Titus's mom, got 16 points. And you'll see in this next season, the Google form has become a little different. You'll be able to see which answers you got correct and which ones you got wrong and what your total score is for that episode Uh, right away. Uh, I have it set up as a quiz. All right. Now I'm going to read this episode's, and I'm not going to give you answers. I will post the Google form as soon as I can. So keep an eye out on Facebook and Instagram for this episode's That's a Zinger Google form. Um, so, Cinnamon's Wake, your father's, your father doesn't know any Nazis, uh, two-person one, she was your father's grandmother's sister's girl, so to you that makes her, and then the second person, nothing? (laughs) Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but men have walked on the moon regardless of whether your mother remembers or not. No... A Nazi that we know that I'd forgotten. (laughs) Uh, Another two-person one. Wait, shouldn't you be baking? Uh, Second person, I don't know, shouldn't you be knitting? (laughs) Um, On a park bench contemplating the unification of the two Koreas. Uh, Not here, stanking to rancid? Um, Oh God, he makes it sound so sexy. Sorry, I can't say it with a straight face. That one, I don't think you can. Oh, God, he makes it sound so sexy. (laughs) Oh, I just feel uncomfortable saying that. (laughs) I wish I could, I wish I could be like Babette. Just 
so open about how sexy she thinks Maury yeah. is. It's just lovely. <laughs> um, God, I love a man that blushes. Uh, 40 minutes if the bus driver is focused, but longer if he's trying to win something on the radio. Sir, I'm just a simple country boy from Texas. I do not understand this Francois, I can't say it right, business you are babbling about. Uh, say that in a French accent because I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I thought it had something to do with the torches and villagers. Uh, fine, I shall be French, but I shall not be happy. Again, in a French accent, which I cannot do, I'm not going to do it. Um, uh, oh, whoa, 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 honey. This is a more delicate procedure than you might think. It takes an expert hand. Uh, mmm, tasty and flame retardant. <laughs> Uh, that's not ice. It's wintry. Uh, I swear there's no more ice. We're walking in a pool of tepid water. Uh, only with my oxygen. The wordsmith thing. That's something we have in common. Uh, hang out with M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, yeah, well, we had a coupon. <laughs> Try a plum. They're better than sex. Ugh. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry. I'm chewing. <laughs> Snack time. Alright, so back to this. I promise I won't tell a single soul that you don't know that boy. Well, listen here, my fine friend, that if he had a better hairstyle, I would consider dating. I do this all the time. <laughs> the next time you put something in that mouth that doesn't belong there, I'm going to remove it and call the police. Oh. <laughs> uh, perfect. You can use half of it for a salad and you can use the other half to clobber the mouse with. <laughs> well, I wanted cream, but that sparked a very elaborate phone conversation. And the look of disapproval when I said I only want cream, not foam, rivaled the one I got from my dad when I told him I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> um, two person one, I think we should date. Why? Because we want to. <laughs> um, do you have any hemlock back there? Arsenic? Something quick? Um, if there's something in your gut that you know feels right, you gotta go after it no matter what. You're gonna plots. <laughs> I picked that one just because I wanted to say plots. Plots. <laughs> um, you don't do yoga on the Dalai Lama's mat. You don't come behind my counter. <laughs> now bring her in here. I want her on a leash. I'm serious. <laughs> and you have to order it 45 minutes in advance. Um, she looked like she was sleeping. I thought she was asleep. So I nudged her. I should, I'm going to stop now. And I just want to warn everyone. You might not want to listen to this when I already gave you the answer to it. So yeah, you I know, it. just cover your ears <laughs> for a few seconds. Um, 
She looked like she was sleeping. I thought she was asleep. So I nudged her and she didn't wake. So I gave her a little push and she rolled off the couch. And because I just washed the floor, she went shooting across the room. And then she knocked over the lamp. And when she still didn't move, I knew it was over. <sighs> I'll never eat clams again. Um, Yoo-hoo, hee-haw, man. <laughs> uh, dig in. I've been memorabling about you all week. Um, cross my heart and hope that no other neighborhood pets die on that day. Oh, if it isn't Kirk the Jerk. It's like a scene from the kitty version of Valley of the Dolls. Uh, she was so tiny when I got her, she could fit in my shoe. Uh, he had a couple of concussions his first year. Uh, I'll call you during the cigarette. Uh, she will understand. You're crazy. She knows that. Uh, sit there in the tiny chair. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, get some help. Uh, let's stay outside a while, baby. Look for the Big Dipper. That one always made me melt. Oh, I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, if I wanted to talk to my machine, I would talk to my VCR. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking up aneurysm in our medical dictionary to see if I just had one. Um, oh, what? You're going to a raccoon's wedding? <sighs> and last but not least, hey, do you think you could keep him out late Thursday? I have this oral exam on Friday. I'd love for him to sleep for a week. So, and that was uh, Cinnamon's Wake. That's a zinger. Keep an eye out for the Google form. Now we're going to turn the episode into a drinking game. Let's take a shot. Okay, so for take a shot this time, I decided to count all of the different like crazy over-the-top things that Babette and Maury do for cinnamon um like having their little stroller thing that they have and all the different medications um I counted them up and I got five different times that I've I noticed them like talking about the crazy stuff or you just see something crazy that they did for cinnamon and that would be five um maybe there's more maybe there's less you guys will just have to watch the episode yourself to get an exact count but five shots that's pretty good yeah yeah they're they're all getting drunk please don't binge this yeah. <laughs> yeah. please don't binge the drinking game unless you're doing like like sips yeah like sips take, a, take a drink of your wine or something yeah. but probably don't do a whole shot or yeah. you will be you're gonna plot yeah what plots means but it's gonna happen yeah after the second episode <laughs> all right was that it yep that's all i have that all right now let's take a look 
Behind the Scenes. Um, I have when Lorelai and Rory are talking about dating Max in Babette's house, Rory's standing up, then sits down. Then when she stands back up again, you can clearly see that her back hair is constantly changing. Mm. Uh, first, she has a lot on her back, and then just a little bit. So Continuity error. Yep. Uh, while Max and Lorelai are talking in the coffee shop, the shot from behind Max shows his left hand on Lorelai's arm. And then the shot from behind Lorelai shows Max gesturing with his left hand. Which is repeated several times. We already talked about the stroller. Fake baby. <laughs> um, then uh, Max, in, when they're talking, mentions that the ba- we talked about this. The Bengals broke up. Oh um, yeah. But later on, they go to a Bengals concert. Um, like later in the season. And uh, you looked it up, right? And so. Yes, I- deep dive into this um and the bangles did break up in like i want to i didn't write it down i should have it was like the early 2000s or the mid 90s they broke up yeah i think they broke up in like the mid 90s and then got back together in the early 2000s and have done like random pop-up shows ever since then so they're like kind of broken up kind of not um, but during this episode, they were broken up. I see. So they must yeah. have gotten back together, like, not long Yeah, after. and did, like, probably, like, a reunion show or something. So that's probably why it's such a big deal that Lorelai gets to go to it. Yeah. They still do concerts. I actually looked them up not too long ago, and mm-hmm. they didn't have anything on the schedule right now, but that was also in the middle of this pandemic, so. Right. So I'm sure a lot of uh, bands are thinking about touring right yeah. now. So, which is all right. So one last thing in behind the scenes, um, I saw somewhere on a Facebook forum or a internet forum, um, someone said that Cinnamon's Wake could be a reference to a book called Finnegan's Wake. Um, I didn't write down the author. I'm an idiot. Um. But it's a book called Cinnamon's Wake, or Finnegan's Wake, which is written in a largely idiosyncratic language, which is basically um, like a language that is invented and spoken between like a small group of people. So like when, you know, we were in like middle school, when we had that like secret language that you only talk to your close friends with. Or like Um, text, like... All of those little abbreviated things is like a new language that we've kind of created. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was interesting when I did this deep dive into it because if you look at the show, that's pretty much the entire show is these little conversations between different groups of people and they all have their own special language. Like Lorelai and Max, they have their own language that if someone else looked in and watched it, they'd be like, what are they talking about? Yeah. You know? And the same the same thing with Sukin. You can see, actually, <laughs> when they're at lunch, um, and Luke goes, how do you get anything done? Because of the, like, the way that they're talking. Right. And 
it's like, well, it works for that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting how, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but. Right, intentional or. Yeah, just thought it was kind of cool. And I'm really glad whoever said that in that um, internet forum <laughs> said that so that I could look into it. I had to really like deep dive into it to find it because all they said was that it could be a reference. And I'm like, well, okay. what does that mean? How? <laughs> so. That is the wild. Yeah. I hope that that was like the intention. And also I love that there are people out there that like love this show that much that they would make that connection and like actively go out to share that with the world. Like, I love that. I love that we're like this weird little Gilmore Girls cult of like all the super fans. Yep. That like there are people that love it that much that they would... I'm glad that there's other people that love it as much as we do. Right. So. Yeah, because we do, like, a lot of, like, outside research for this, too. Yep. Which is a little kooky, I'm sure. Like, people, I tell people that I work with and stuff about it, and I can just kind of see, like, the look of, like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I've had that, like, where people are, like, there's really that much to talk about? <laughs> but people don't understand they don't have that they don't get that connection so right it's I feel not... like a lot of people will have a this opinion of Gilmore Girls that they don't see it as a very deep show you yeah. know and I mean there's a lot of parts that are very basic bitch but right. There's also some really deep stuff in there. Yeah. They have a whole episode of, like, where it really centers on, like, kind of almost, like, rape culture kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, not super deep into it, but enough. And and it's not, I like, what I like about Gilmore Girls is that it's not like a lot of other shows where it just comes out and, like, is very open and blunt about it. It's more like subtle about these things, but still talking yeah. about them and like, I don't know. I like that. I like the dialogue in it also. Oh yeah. There's like uh, in uh, Lauren Graham's book when she's talking about um, her experiences working on Gilmore Girls and stuff, and she was like, "I've never as like being an actress as long as I have." had a show with so much dialogue in it like yeah it's, she talks about how many like words per minute that Gilmore Girls has versus other shows and I don't remember the exact numbers but it's like crazy it was really high and, yeah but so, that's one of the great things about the show so. yeah it's like you can get so much content into one episode and they can talk about like yeah anything. I mean this episode if you look at all these little um, idiosyncratic, um, like, conversations, they got a ton of them all in this one episode. Yeah, in just one, one after another, and, like, I, I even, I had to really cut down my zinger list, because I was just, like, every, almost every freaking word. Yeah, you have the whole script in front of you. Yeah, so, it's still a really long list. Yeah. And it's such, like, brilliant writing. 
Yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino and um, who's her, what's her husband's name? Is it? I don't remember. I'm a bad Gilmore Girls fan. I but, don't remember his name right now either, but I did find out that he was the one who wrote this episode. So, I can see see how it's different from the previous episodes. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing that he wrote this episode, which I'm kind of wondering if that had something to do with why this episode has more of a deeper thing going on. Yeah. Because, like, on the surface, this episode just seems like, eh, it's just, you know, Gilmore Girls. Right. It's like a typical Gilmore Girls episode. But once I found that piece, I was yeah. like, holy crap. <laughs> it so. definitely, like, look at the whole episode in a different way, which is really cool. So to whoever, like, thought of this conspiracy theory, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Because now we look at this episode so much deeper than... Yes, we do. And I think in the future, I will try to make sure that I look up who wrote the episode. Because I'd like to kind of see if we can start to see the difference. Definitely. Yeah, and even, like, different directors. Because usually with shows like this, they'll have, like, different directors from episode to episode. And then you can start to see, like, they're different directional styles and all that good stuff i've never really paid much attention to it but i definitely see the value after even just this like realizing it in this one episode i'm like oh yeah it does change it up a little bit yeah the only time i've really paid attention is in doctor who but that's because all the forums constantly talk about it so yeah and even then i'm like yeah, this writer kind of sucked. <laughs> right. So, I'm like, yeah. I didn't like that episode, so it sucked. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested to see now. Moving. Now I just want to review every TV show I've ever watched. Me too. <laughs> this, could be, this could be our life path stuff, is we just do a new podcast for all the different shows that we... <laughs> yep. Next is Community. Over. Yes. And then New Girl, probably. Yeah. All right. Oh, we have to do our... Our rating. rating. I haven't even thought about it. I've, I know I brought it up multiple times since we've been recording this, but I haven't... I should uh, probably put it on my... I'm going to put it on my spreadsheet. Because we forget it every time. Pretty yeah. much every episode that you guys have heard, we've had to go back and record it later on because we're like... Oh, yeah, we forgot to do, like, the one thing that we kind of set out to do. Yep. Um, <laughs> do we go by coffee cups? Is that what it is? Yeah. One, yep. to, one to ten coffee cups? So, what do you think of this episode? I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say six for this episode. Because I like it because we get to start to see... The development of Lorelai Max, the Lorelai Max relationship, and the Rory Dean relationship. You really get to start to see that like foundation building. But I took some cups away because the men in this episode are so creepy. <laughs> there were a lot of it and manipulative. Wow. 
one thing I forgot to mention during the the thing was um, I noticed that both um, Max and Dean at one point they say to their respective woman um, goodbye Lorelai Gilmore yes and he like even Dean said Lorelai Gilmore to Rory which is her name but normally people would say Rory yeah so I thought that was really weird and I was thinking about it though but I think they're trying to make basically be like this is Dean is like um, like Rory's Max, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's still those parallels between the two men and show that like Lorelai and Rory really are the same person and they like the same the same guy, but not the exact same guy. The same kind of guy. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, that Sorry, was I, uh, really cut you off there. Oh, that's okay. No, because I like totally agree there and like (laughs) I think that that's cool but the way that they like go about it with the boys I'm not a fan but it was a cringy episode for me (laughs) yeah um so for me personally I was going to give it a four mostly because the boys made me cringy yeah but I raised it to a six after the whole Finnegan's Wake thing, because I think that was really, that is really cool. Really cool. It made me really take another look at this episode and, and respect yeah. more. So I'm going to give it a six. We're on the same page, as always. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to find one that we disagree on. Right. right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We got seven more seasons to go. (laughs) We'll find out if we ever disagree. Yeah. Are you loving Where You Lead a Gilmore Girls podcast? Well, be sure to go check us out on all your favorite social media platforms. Go like us on Facebook or follow us on Insta at Where You Lead underscore podcast or on Twitter at GG underscore Where You Lead. Here you'll find updates on the podcast and everything you need to help keep you Gilmore obsessed. Thank you all for coming. We'll see you next time at Where You Lead, a Gilmore Girls podcast.